what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, sit me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel on this lovely Memorial Day. A day for yep. remembering. Uh, Memorial Day is a day set aside to remember with gratitude and pride all those who served and died for our country and our freedom. May your day be filled with memories and peace. Welcome, yes. Tom, to the show. What have you got? I just... Uh... To top off of what you just said, uh, you know, Memorial Day is one of them days that you sit back and you, you're thankful for the people who have fought and have now passed. And even the people that have fought and are still here, you can still remember them. But Memorial Day is about the ones who have passed. But, I mean, it's amazing. Our country wouldn't be what it is today if they wouldn't have done what they did for us. And we appreciate every part of it. And I just I thank you to all the the veterans that have passed and all the veterans that are still here. We appreciate all of you. For sure. For sure. I have a couple of quotes here. I wanted to uh, say before we get into our show, uh, the first quote is from Ronald Reagan. The second quote will mm-hmm. be from somebody that is not even close to Ronald Reagan. Uh, <laughs> this one from Ronald Reagan says words are even more feeble on this Memorial day. For the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who are loved and who, in return, love their countrymen enough to die for them. I thought that was a very excellent quote from former President Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. And the other one is from Bob Dylan. And (laughs) this one leads us into our show. Not trying to make light of the day, but we are a a happy program, so I'd like to uh, push it in that direction. Bob Dylan is quoted uh, saying, I think of a hero as someone who understands the degree of responsibility that comes with his freedom. I thought that was very apt. So this day we remember the heroes and anybody that served for our country, which leads us into our topic. Again, we're not trying to make light of the situation, but it is a fantasy football show and we have heroes in fantasy football we during sure those do. times we all remember some guys that have lifted us up at the ends mm-hmm. of seasons to get us into the playoffs or to win a championship guys last year like Kenyon drake uh yeah. in years past joe mcknight has won championships for people and derrick henry if you put him into your lineup a couple years back after the horrible first half of the season Nobody was playing Derrick Henry, but when the playoffs came around, Derrick Henry completely and utterly demolished opponents. So if you were the (laughs) ones that just decided, I think I've got a feeling, he became your hero. And after those, Derrick Henry has been a favorite of mine for the last season and a half. So uh, though he may not be one of my heroes this year per se, because uh, in my mind, when I'm thinking about a hero for fantasy football, I'm thinking about somebody that it didn't cost a lot to get. Maybe somebody that was forgotten about for the first half, two-thirds of the season. Somebody that you got off the waiver wire. Somebody that was vaulted into a position where they were not a starter until late into the season. You know, just just some guys that you don't have to spend a lot of draft capital on, if any. 
and guys that um, might be a very, very good value. Because I do, I, I have some people on this list. We're going to do, uh, Tom and I each are going to do a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And yep. most of the guys on this list for me are very late round picks if you have to take them at all. And But there's one guy that's actually a higher round pick that I'll explain when I get there. Um, well, I, I, uh, mine aren't super late. They're late, right? But they're not like ridiculously late. Then I just think they're guys that are being overlooked right now that are going to have, I think, a good season altogether. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe not the uh, you know you picked him up week six and all of a sudden he took off for you. You won you the season. I think it's just going to be kind of like sleepers, I guess, in a way. Okay. That's kind of how I put my heroes because I think they're not just sleepers. They're not going to not just have a solid year. I think they're going to carry you to and maybe through the championship. All right. Well, we've got a little bit from both sides of that coin then. Why don't we mm-hmm. start off with quarterback and tell us who you think a hero will be at the quarterback position. All right. So like I said, um, it's not exactly somebody that you don't know of. I mean, this guy was the 10th ranked quarterback, uh, according to, I think it's lineups.com. So he's not exactly a shabby guy to start with. So we already know he's going to be something. But he also, on average, scored 28.6 points per game last year, which was fourth overall. Now, who is it? It's Drew Brees. Okay. He he got hurt last year. But, I mean, come on. I mean, this if you're in a redraft league, you got to take Brees if he's going in the 10th spot as far as quarterbacks off the board. I mean, that, that makes no sense to me. I'll be compl- it, it will I'll be shocked if this doesn't change. I think he is a supreme quarterback when he is playing. I mean, how many times that he's gotten hurt and missed a a big chunk of the parts of the year? I mean, maybe a couple times, but this guy is pretty much a solid guy all on the field at all times. If he's going to be the 10th quarterback taken off the board, I will take that every time. It will be completely worth it. And I think he will win you plenty of games, enough games to where it's going to put you into the playoffs at the very least. I mean, if he's your starting quarterback, 28.6 points per game, you can't tell me that's not going to get you to the playoffs as a quarterback. He's going to be a hero this year for you, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with anything you just said there. Drew Brees is always going to be a good quarterback, and the fact that he is going as late as he is, yeah. yep. you, you can wait on quarterbacks, and that leads me to the quarterback that I'm going to be waiting on. I'm going to be taking as many shares as I can get of this quarterback as my QB2, hoping that he'll yep. end up somewhere like Carson Wentz a couple years ago or Lamar Jackson last year where you're taking him in, you know, the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, yeah. later rounds. Like as Lamar late Jackson as you... would have been my guy from last year. Right, exactly. Clearly, I was all over him. <laughs> and I'm a little shocked that maybe you didn't go this way because uh-huh. the guy I'm going to try and get as many shares of as my QB2 is Sam Darnold. And... Yeah, I considered it, but I just, I thought to myself, I can't be that homery. <laughs> and I looked, I was uh, where they were and like drew Brees, 10th yeah like that just come i mean he's better than that he was the fourth overall last year but anyway go ahead with sam donald i'm i'll sit back and listen because it's gonna make me happy all right well over his last eight games a month after returning from mono last year sam Mm darnold was top 12 in yards per attempt touchdowns 
touchdown interception rate or percentage, PFF QB rating, and was PFF's eighth graded passer, despite being pressured at the highest rate, 41.9%. When he kept it clean, the, the pocket, when his pocket was kept clean, he ranked first in accuracy percentage and fourth in passer rating. So, <laughs> if he's got a better offensive line, like he mm-hmm. no doubtedly does, and he's got better weapons, which... I mm-hmm. think he does. It has remained to be yeah. seen. A rookie in Mims and Rashad Perriman, if he can keep doing what he did for the last few games of last season, and Jamison Crowder being just, you know, steady Eddie right there, just there to be underneath. And if Le'Veon Bell has a better offensive line, that's going to open up more things for Sam Darnold. So this season... I really do believe that Sam Darnold could be a guy who's just going to be stashed on a roster as your QB two for the first, you know, four, five, six games of the season. Cause you'd be like, well, even if he comes out and plays really well right away, you're like, is it for real? And <laughs> like, I, as soon as I stick him in the lineup, he's probably going to go back right. and he's just going to, you know, get me 18 or 20 points where, uh, you're hoping for, you know, 25 to 30 out of your quarterback to lead you to mm-hmm. the promised land. So I think maybe somewhere around, you know, week five, six, people will start playing Sam Darnold in their lineups, and hopefully he continues. And during the fantasy playoffs, he'll be that guy that you can forget about. You can drop or trade whatever other quarterback you have. Like if you had Lamar Jackson last year, you're like, I don't care who my other quarterback is. If I lose Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to make the playoffs (laughs) no matter what I have. But so this year, I think uh, Sam Darnold is going to be the guy to put you over the top, maybe keep an eye on him in the first few weeks of the season. If nobody mm-hmm. has taken him, you pick him back. You pick him up off the waiver wire. If nobody, if you can trade for him, then that's uh, you shouldn't have to trade too much to get him. Um, yeah, but in one quarterback leagues, he's going to be super easy to get, and he'll be able to be yeah just stashed for a while. And if it doesn't turn out. No harm, no foul. Forget this episode ever aired, and you don't have to worry about me talking about <laughs> Sam Darnold again. It's as simple as that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you just said the Jets are going to go and win the Super Bowl, so mm. I'm ready for the season to start. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it makes it makes perfect what you're saying. It really does. I mean, the guy has uh, plenty of weapons around him. They're not you know spectacular wide receivers, but he still has level, still a weapon. The offensive line is extremely upgraded. I mean, as being a Jets fan myself, it's just I just I'm really excited for the football season. I, I feel like I say that every year. Yeah, we but do. It's just, Something it's something new every single time. Like I want to see how the Jets improve this year. We have a, a harder lineup, a harder team, a schedule we have to play. So let's let's see where we are. And I think Sam Donald's gonna have a really good year too. I did consider having him there, but I'm just like, man, I can't I can't be that guy that just goes with the the Jets guy. And I and I, I would have tried to say, you know, I'm I am I'm serious here. I'm not trying to be a homer, but nobody would. <laughs> me but now that it's coming out of your mouth it makes much more sense and i am glad that you did it and not me okay sounds good well let's uh (laughs) move on to another position where maybe it won't sound as homery no matter who we pick uh let's move on to running back and find out who you got well if i said this 
guy was a top five fantasy running back for the first six weeks. He averaged 22.58 points within that span. And if you can take that six weeks, six weeks and compare it to everyone else's season average, he would have been the third highest scoring running back in fantasy. Who would you think of? Um, I think I know who you're talking about, but I wouldn't actually think of this person. Um, mm-hmm. Are you talking about David Johnson? I am talking about David Johnson. Wow. I mean, the guy, the guy could, I mean, th- think of all that stuff that I just said. Mm-hmm. He was a top five fantasy running back yes. for the first six weeks. Yep. I mean, Honestly, what else do you want from this guy? I mean, he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. The Texans traded uh, the best wide receiver (laughs) in the game, in my opinion, to get David Johnson. Obviously, they got something else out of it as well. But I I, I think obviously want to use him properly. And according to lineups.com, he is ranked at the 57th. He's the 57th player in the rankings. But his ADP is still at 69, which means – He's going to be a late fifth round or an early round in a, ten, a 12 team league. That's huge to me. You can probably get a fantasy hero later in the draft. I mean, that's the, the number he could produce for you this year. Compare that to, you know, the guys that are Christian McCaffrey and all that stuff. I'm not saying he's going to be that big, but last year people were taking him in the first round. Yeah. I mean, if you can get somebody like that. I'd even take him in the fourth round at this point. There is zero chance the Texans aren't going to use him the way they should. The The only thing that's stopping him is whether or not he'll stay healthy. I mean, but his his injury last year wasn't, you know, that hamstring that I always like to talk about. It was just that ankle. So I think he, he'll be fine. I mean, last year, Kenyon Drake came came in and took that starting job away from yeah. him. And I think David Johnson, I think he rushed himself out there to try to get his job back, and it just wasn't a successful move. So I'm just saying watch out for David Johnson this year because, remember, last year Carlos Hyde on the Texans was considered to be washed up. He yes. was considered to be one of the biggest duds uh, around until the Texans gave him a chance, and he had a 1,000-yard season. So you think David Johnson is going to be worse than Carlos Hyde? I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I think he's going to get you to the fantasy playoffs, and he'll be he'll be a hero for you. It, it's weird uh, just hearing what rounds he's going in when you were yeah. talking about it. And it, I know I'm comparing him to somebody else in my head right now. It's not a completely <laughs> fair comparison, because the two are definitely not the same type of running back, but they're going in the same rounds. And okay. you and I like this other person. He wasn't mm-hmm. amazing. He didn't usually give you super you know, fantasy point games. But in the fifth, sixth round there, if he was your RB2, you were happy because you were getting consistent production. And if that's what you can get out of David Johnson this year, that would be perfect. The guy I'm thinking of, former Texan, Lamar Miller. He was just in that spot where you're like, you know what? If I can get this out of that running back, then I'll be happy and I can focus on the other areas and get some more depth at positions. And David Johnson is a guy who, if he stays healthy... There's no reason why he couldn't at least be a double-digit 10 to 15-point guy every single week and then maybe pop off once in a while. If Deshaun Watson is dumping the ball off to him and they're getting down by the goal line and they're letting him get the goal line carries, 
I see no reason why David Johnson couldn't have a bounce back year, but like you said, the injuries yeah, are a problem. His performance, whether it was because of injuries or because he rushed back or whatever, his performance is in question. But if you're okay with taking a chance on a guy like a Lamar Miller in years past in PPR formats, he was a consistent yep. double-digit guy. He didn't get much more, but you knew what you were getting. Now here is it's kind of the opposite where you're hoping for the David Johnson of old but you're probably not going to get the David Johnson of old, but you'd be happy with Lamar Miller production at that point, just giving you consistent points. So whether that's yeah, a hero absolutely. or not, that's up for debate, but that would be a great spot to take him. No, I think it's, I think it's going to be a hero because I mean, it, at least you're thinking I'm going to get double digits out of them. I, I can't imagine a year to where they traded for somebody that, they traded away the best wide receiver in the league. They obviously want him to be the running back for them. Right. There's, there's zero chance in my mind. They're not going to at least attempt it. If he ends up just completely busting out and he's horrible, then so be it. And, you know, strike this episode for that. <laughs> but I mean, he's going to at least give you a double digits. And if not more, I think last year, like I said, top five, the first six weeks, so come on, tell tell you he's not he still doesn't have something in the tank. That ankle injury is not going to impede him this next year. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter, somebody that I've shown you many posts in the neat recent past here. Yeah, uh, their hot take and how bad he is and all that. And there were people that were <laughs> responding. Uh, you do realize David Johnson was a top five running back. Um, through the first six weeks of the season, mm -hmm. and they didn't like hearing that, but you can't deny it. He did produce, and That's right. it was a new offense, and he was doing fine, and he was worth you know a, a late second round pick. If you're going to be a top five running back, you're more than happy to use a second round pick on a guy like that, and you're not going to have to do that this year. And not just the fact that you know maybe. They don't have the uh, wide receiver core that they used to. So maybe they're going to try and stick to that running game a little bit more than what they have even last year where they ran the ball quite a bit with Carlos Hyde and all yep. that. I mean, the guy had a thousand yards. Every, it's, I can't stress this enough. People were saying the guy was going to be absolute garbage yes. on that team when he went there. They said he was garbage on the Chiefs. They said he was garbage everywhere else he's been. Uh, no. I mean, the guy is going, uh, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm going to draft David Johnson if I have the opportunity in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Okay. Well, let's move on to my running back. And for that, we're going to kick off one of our favorite segments yeah. of the offseason. ESP early season predictions. All right, here we go. We're talking about heroes and we're talking about early predictions. And this is mm -hmm. going to be very early prediction and i know there's a lot of people out there that are probably already on this bus but there's a guy who could possibly at the running back position catch a ton of balls this year because mm -hmm. his quarterback this year loved to throw to the running back just the last two seasons this quarterback has thrown to the best pass catching running back on his team and 
possibly in the league, and it's up for debate. That person had 92 and 84 catches as a running back in the last two years with this quarterback. New team, new faces. So we'll see if it's the same type of offense. But I do have a feeling that Philip Rivers is going to make Niam Hines a very fantasy-relevant running back. He could catch a ton of balls. I mean, Naeem Hines has already shown he's caught 63 balls in his rookie year. He only had 44 catches last year, but Marlon Mack was part of that. And now we got Jonathan Taylor thrown in the mix. I get it. But Phillip Rivers was not there last year, and Phillip Rivers loves throwing to his running back. And that is true. And if we have got any inclination of how the Colts are going to cater to Philip Rivers' strengths. You have to think that Niam Hines is going to be a guy worth what taking in like who knows what the 14th round like is he really going to go let's look at the ADP here. I'm scrolling down. 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 Did I pass him? Where is oh there he is. On this particular ADP list Niam Hines is ranked 58th overall in running backs. Um, yeah, every day I'm taking him all the time. Yep. That makes complete sense. I mean, your ESP, did you have a prediction other than just you really loom or whatever? I mean, I didn't necessarily have one, but I did. I'm going to squeeze the prediction into my ESP when we get there, but I'll, I'll I mean, squeeze one in. We're going to okay. go, we're going to go ahead and say Niam Hines is going to have 80 catches this year. Holy cow, that would be amazing. (laughs) There's no question to say that is a a big possibility. I mean, I'm not going to put him at eight. I might do something less than that for me personally. But, wow, that would be huge. Especially, I mean, you got to think about it. You're absolutely right with Phillip Rivers. The guy throws to the running back at a ridiculous rate. I mean, one of the the most running – throwing quarterbacks I've never seen. I mean, just think of all the guys he's had in the past. It, they all, all of them, even last year, you got Eckler sitting there catching a million balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past, balls too. I mean, I think this, this, you might be right on this. I don't know if I could go eight catches, but I'll <laughs> let you ride. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Just put it that way. All right. Well, let's move on. And since we're talking about Phillip Rivers, I'm going to talk about a wide receiver that Phillip Rivers had last year. Will not be with Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers this year, but will be with a quarterback that loves to throw to a PPR magnet. Loves to just, you know, those quick catches, the short routes, the target monster and this guy is going later than he ever has in the last three or four years. And I'm talking about yes. Keenan Allen. Of course, mm-hmm. he's already a PPR monster. But when Terod Taylor had Jarvis Landry before Terod Taylor did Terod Taylor things and got booted out of town for <laughs> Baker Mayfield, he was having Jarvis Landry just insane points every single game. And Keenan Allen is the same type of player that Jarvis Landry is. And uh, I think for a fourth round pick, which where Keenan Allen is going right now, I believe uh, he is a pretty pretty darn good value. uh, If you think he can 
stay on the field and you think Trod Taylor can stay on the field because we have no idea what Justin Herbert is going to do if he's even going to get out there. But right now, uh, Keenan Allen is, oh, where is he? Do I have to, oh, I have to keep scrolling down. He is the 19th ranked wide receiver right now on this ADP chart behind guys like T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, D.J. Moore, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster. There are questions with all those guys. You know, Juju's coming back. Big Ben's coming back. Allen Robinson's got a different quarterback. D.J. Moore's got a different quarterback. Calvin Ridley's still the number two to Julio Jones. A.J. Brown is going to be going into his second year with Ryan Tannehill. T.Y. Hilton has his injury concerns. Got a new quarterback. Keenan Allen, yes, new quarterback. But holy cow, he's got the perfect quarterback for him to rack, rack up a ton of fantasy points. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm not going to lie. I thought about Keenan Allen in my wide receiver spot as well. And I started digging into it. He was my first initial guy that I thought of, to be honest. And I started digging into it. And I'm just like, um, man, I, 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 I almost want to go a different wide receiver. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But I absolutely understand the why you wanted Keenan Allen there. And there, it makes it makes complete sense. It really does. But I'm going to get on to my wide receiver, which if let, 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 before I say his name, last year this guy averaged 15 points per game when healthy. Should have been easily at least a flex shock option on most teams who had him. So before, again, I still don't want to say <laughs> it, but I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it. But according to lineups.com, Sterling Shepard mm. is ranked, is ranked, as the 39th wide receiver. His ADP is late seventh to early eighth round. So, yeah, I understand that he's gotten, you know, some injury issues a few times, but that 15 points per game, when you got to figure the Giants are going to be throwing the ball quite a bit this year, I, I'm going to take that chance every time in the seventh or eighth round. Sign me up for some Sterling Shepard this year. This is a very big possible hero in my eyes. I like where your head is at it's a <laughs> sound reasoning logical explanation i am starting to lose faith in sterling shepherd to stay on the field that's well i that I, all my guys <laughs> pretty much had injury issues in some way okay so there was drew Brees, and then david johnson and then sterling shepherd yep. and then you'll see my esp on my mm. tight end that i'll talk to okay. but i mean to me this just it makes sense to go with somebody who's dropping down because of an injury issue when he's scoring 15 points per game. Now, let's say he's only plays eight games. You're still getting 15 points out of him in all them games That's because true. he's averaging that that he uh, he's going to give you at least something next year. I think he'll stay healthy. I think he'll get 15 points per game. And I think you could have a superhero on this uh, year because he's in the eighth round. Yeah, I'm, I was just having to look up because there's another wide receiver I'd rather have on the Giants for pure upside oh, only, yeah. but yeah. he is going at the ADP I'm looking at. Is Sterling Shepard's going in the 11th round. So, okay, well, okay that that's amazing. Better. And the guy that I was thinking about, Darius Slayton, is going in the middle of the 8th round ADP-wise. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I was thinking about uh, a slightly younger guy 
but a guy that probably got more reps with Daniel Jones last year than anybody sure. else yeah. on that team. There's also still Golden Tate, who I am not touching yeah. in fantasy anymore. They still have Evan Ingram, and obviously Saquon Barkley coming back healthy. You know what my thoughts on Saquon Barkley are this year. He's going to eat up a ton of targets too. So I'm probably staying away from Giants wide receivers for the most part this year. But, yeah, Sterling Shepard in the 11th round is an undeniable In the 11th round, whew. I mean, that's a no-brainer at that point. You wouldn't even have to to think about it. To me, that's Sterling Shepard signing up. Exactly. Uh, 100%. All right. Well, um, before we get to the tight end, I I'm I think I have to ask you to go first because I'm not sure we may have the same tight end. I knew you were doing your ESPN a tight end. You haven't said who it was, but I got to let you go first at least because uh, I don't want to take it away from you and then go into the ESPN. Well, I agree with you. Uh, Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) So I'm going to let you go after the bump plays. It's all yours. ESP early season predictions. Well, my ESP is about, and I'm going to say his name right away, but it's Hunter Henry. Um, here's why. Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback for the Bills uh, for 2015, 2016, 2017. In 2015, Charles Clay had the second most receptions on the team. In 2016, Charles Clay had the most receptions on the team in 2017 Charles Clay had the second most receptions on the team again so I think you know where I'm going here I do and if I know what a lot of people are thinking maybe you're thinking I don't know but what happens if Justin Herbert is the quarterback at some point this year well let me call you down just a (laughs) bit because Jake and Breland the tight end for the Oregon Ducks last year only played for six games, but he had six touchdowns. So on average, he had a touchdown per game. So I got to believe, I got to believe that Herbert progressed enough in his college years to learn how to successfully throw to the tight end position and make it to his advantage. Do you think that it will get much worse with somebody like Hunter Henry other than Jacob Breland? Come on. Breland is going to be Breland is fine. He'll probably be fine in the NFL too, but Hunter Henry is legit when healthy. <laughs> that is the biggest key. And I think he stays healthy this year. I have nothing to say about, I have no stats saying that he's going to stay healthy. I cannot predict that, but a quarterback that has thrown to the tight end extremely successfully throughout the years and a quarterback that might just, or a quarterback that might just want to lean on, on a, a tight end a, a to for an underneath option a little more the first year in his NFL career, then yeah, I'm going to take Hunter Henry every single time. So if Hunter Henry can stay healthy, I believe he's going to have a huge, huge year. And, He's going to be a fantasy football hero for you, 100%. I think he's going to be a top five fantasy football player, or top five fantasy tight end this year. All right. Is that the prediction That's you had? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we did not have the same tight end. That I, I <laughs> thought about it, but I already had too many guys that were connected to Phillip Rivers yep. in some oh, yeah. way. So I did not go with Hunter Henry. But right now... I see his ADP, uh, eighth overall tight end being taken, uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of the seventh round on average. 
that's not a bad place to take a guy who could just go off, like you said. He has the all the potential in the world. We've seen it multiple times, but never for an entire season. So we got to hope that he can stay on the field for a whole season. And again, we're taking Terod Taylor stats and making it seem like we've got fantasy gold here and it's starting to make me think a little bit am i putting too much faith into tarod taylor because um that's possible <laughs> uh, when you were talking about uh keenan allen or, or whoever it was well, who are you talking about yeah keenan allen yeah keenan allen um yeah, i was just thinking okay um I, I have to sit back and just <laughs> let him talk. That's the, initially who I went for. And then I started digging into, you know, Terod Taylor a little bit. I'm like, he throws to the tight end a lot, a lot. So when Charles Clay is your, basically your leading receiver on a team that wasn't that great to begin with, I have to believe that Hunter Henry is going to be at least not the leading. Maybe, maybe Keelan is the leading because he is such a PPR monster in the past, but I think Hunter Henry is going to have an outstanding year, but maybe we are putting a little too much into Rod Taylor. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe if, it, like I said, it might not even be Rod Taylor. It could, it could be uh, Herbert as well. So sure, if that's sure. the case, I still have plenty yep. of faith in Hunter Henry this year. As long as he stays healthy, I really believe this is his year. All right. I like it. I like it. My tight end is going to be a little bit of a callback. Um, Mm -hmm. Two years ago, one of your first ESPs, I believe, in that season was a guy named Austin Hooper. Now, Mm. my guy isn't Austin Hooper this year, but Mm -hmm. you said Austin Hooper was going to be a top 10 tight end. You weren't going over the top. And you were absolutely correct. Yes, there was a couple of injuries to tight ends, but he snuck up in that top 10. We saw the potential at that position in Atlanta. And then last year, what did Austin Hooper do? He was just, you know, one of the best tight ends in fantasy football. I don't believe that Austin Hooper is that great of a tight end. And in his situation in Cleveland, he's not going to get enough targets to be that great of a fantasy tight end. I see Austin Hooper's ADP right now as the 11th overall tight end after being such a great force last year, going in late ninth round, according to the ADP I'm looking at. And then there's a guy right behind him on this ADP list going a full round later that is filling his shoes in Atlanta where they have an offense that is tailored to get the tight end the ball in the spots they need to. And Hayden Hurst has the potential to be a Mm -hmm. guy that just kind of sneaks in there and does exactly what Austin Hooper did. Nobody thought anything about Austin Hooper until late two years ago when we were still hyping him up a little bit. Like he's in a good situation. The offense is tailored to a tight end, and he took advantage of it. Now it's Hayden Hurst's time. We saw little flashes of Hayden Hurst when Hayden Hurst was drafted by the Ravens as a rookie. We're like, ooh, that's a good spot for him. He could take over that role. And then the Ravens took like 42 tight ends and a (laughs) running-ish quarterback and running backs that are running all over the place. So we never really got to see the full potential of Hayden Hurst. But now he is going to be the guy in Atlanta, obviously, besides Julio, where they're going to take advantage of his athleticism at the tight end position, get him in some mismatches, 
and he's the 12th overall tight end right now in fantasy. I don't know how much further he can go up. There's a couple of guys in front of him that I could see falling back a little bit that I've never had any faith in, like Jared Cook. Like, come on, who's still taking Jared (laughs) Cook over some of these guys? But everybody else on this list, you know, Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, Ertz, Waller, Gronkowski's going to be drafted higher. I don't know that he's going to have that great of a season, but... It, it it's who knows with Rob Gronkowski. Then there's Evan mm-hmm. Ingram, your boy Hunter Henry. Then it's Cook, Higby, yep. Hooper, Hurst, and then a couple of guys right after Hurst that I also thought about talking about: Noah Fant and Mike Gesicki. So I could see Gesicki having a, a pretty decent year too. I mean, I want to dig into that a little bit more because yes. he's definitely flying way under the radar right now. Whether or not he's still completely busting does nothing i don't know but that whole miami team is different yes. so i, I want to look at that a little bit yep we will probably start after this week doing some rankings episodes where we uh figure out just where we think people are gonna get you know uh and the end of season rankings for us yeah uh, it, it's obviously a little earlier than that but we'll do multiple episodes and update them and you know injuries and trades may still happen but um, there you have it, uh, our possible heroes for the 2020 NFL season that still looks to be being played. Um, haven't heard much other than that. Um, <laughs> I'm still hopeful. Cross, cross our fingers. Cross our That's fingers all is all we can do. So, all right, uh, we went a little over than we normally do, but that's okay. Uh, six, seven minutes extra of fantasy football uh, news and analysis. Oh, never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on Twitch or YouTube, uh, check us out at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter. And, um, yeah, you can find us wherever podcasts are downloaded. And don't forget to check out the shows on the Back Row Network where we're going to transition into the Back Row Jet Show in just a few short minutes. So stick around if you're watching. And other than that, uh, don't forget to have a very excellent, fueled-up Memorial Day. Mm Mm-hmm.